0: Hi, I'm Sam Chan, and you're listening to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It's my desire to help others succeed. I'm here to help you and your organization grow, grow to the next level. Thank you for joining me on this leadership journey. Let's get started. I remember the first time I flew Emirates Airline. Now I was I was when I was preparing this, I, I, I tried to figure out how many airlines I've flown in all these years. I've probably flown a hundred different airlines all over South America, all over Africa and India and different parts of the world, Australia, New Zealand, so on and so forth. I'd always heard about Emirates. You've seen those t-shirts which say what? Fly Emirates. And this is not a commercial for Emirates, but it is probably. So the first time I flew Emirates, I'd never been on Emirates before. As soon as I walked on to Emirates, No one had to tell me. I pulled out my camera. I'm making a video. Now listen, I've been on a hundred different airlines. Over, I don't know how many thousand flights in my lifetime. But guess what I'm doing? In fact, after this, if you want me to, I've got three videos I've saved on my camera. That once in a while I'll sit over there with friends and say, Hey, when I flew... One day you will too. (laughs) Remind me to show you. In my armrest, there's a button and hydraulic drinks come up. They say, we have a chef on board. Here's the menu. Give us 45 minutes and we'll prepare it for you fresh. Not a heater. Chef with a tall cap. Here's your pajamas for you. And while you're changing your pajamas, we'll make your bed for you. Uh Uh-huh. If you want to take a shower, we have a shower for you. (laughs) And if you want privacy, just push this button and the door will close and you'll have your own apartment. I'm not talking about a white cow. (laughs) I'm talking about something that is what? I just got information from my office last week that on one of my trips, they are flying me on two legs of Emirates. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now, now, the purpose of an airline is what? To get me from point A to point B, safely, securely. You know, people pick me up on air, at airports all over the world and they'll say things like, did you have a good flight? My answer is always the same. I'm here, right? <laughs> any, any, any flight I can walk away from is a good flight. <laughs> so the purpose, not product. The product is what? Transportation, right? Product is to get me from point A to point B. But because industry standards have changed and my thinking has changed, I'm not just looking for a plane to get me from point A to point B. I'm looking for somebody to cook me some food. I'm looking for somebody to make my bed. Give me pajamas. Sandals that I can keep, not cloth sandals, leather sandals. You see what I'm doing right now? I saw something purple. And I'm giving you an advertisement for fly. I'm not just waiting and wearing a t-shirt. And that's what happens when keep people come to a church that is purple. Because when you come to a purple church, you're going to tell everybody about it. You're going to cast the elevation virus. Okay. If, if I had a bad cold, if I had a bad cold, and I came to the front row here and went and said, I too. What's going to happen to all of them? They're going to catch a cold. Oh, may people catch the elevation virus. Because you become sneezers. And when you have an idea virus. And you become a sneezer. You're not just talking about come to my church. You're saying, hey, this this happens. And then this happens. And then That happens. And if you come, this will happen. We're not talking about a product. We're talking about an experience. So I want to give you a few things on how to create and maintain excellence. Number one, exceed expectations. Exceed what? Expectations. You've heard the saying, under-promise and over-deliver. You don't have to under-promise. People usually don't come with high expectations anyhow. (laughs) Just exceed expectations. And how you meet them, how you greet them, how you dismiss them. How you conduct your services. How people mingle with each other. How you follow up and follow through. What kind of communication do they get from the church? What kind of value system do they have? How do they get assimilated in the life of the church? What are the engagement points? What is the process? What's the pipeline? What's What's the tracks? How do you make it easy? How can you keep people two clicks away from engaging with the church? So people decide... To join the church, a large church like this, people decide to join the church on the third visit. If somebody joins your church on the first visit, they're not going to last long. Unless it's really, really God, which is very, very rare. <laughs> it's just, Ooh, I feel Jesus. Next Sunday, they're going to be feeling Jesus somewhere else. Because the first Sunday they come, the first weekend they attend your the service it's their anxieties are about the place oh this is a big place how will I get out of here what about my children oh this is the biggest church I've ever been to oh I don't know what I'm going to do when this is over there they have anxiety about the place second Sunday they come the anxiety is not about the place at all anymore now they know where the restrooms are the toilets are they know what happened to the children they know they can get out of here pretty easy uh the second time it's about the people and they say oh okay I'm okay with the people now. Third time is the same people. How many of you know most people sit in church in their own neighborhoods, right? This side of the church never sits in that side of the church. First of all, you don't like those people who are we don't even know who those people are. <laughs> yeah, most people lose the salvation if somebody sits in their seat. hmm I, don't know, I don't know who I'm talking to. So, what happens is that when people come to our church, the first time, it's about the place. Second time, it's about the people. Third time, no anxiety. Now they're actually engaging because they recognize the people around them. They recognize the greeter usher's. They recognize the worship leader. They recognize the musicians. They recognize the preacher. They come in the third time. Rewind the tape. So when somebody comes for the first time, you just want to make sure that they come back. Uh, that's all you're trying to do. That's all you are doing. Because if you get them back a uh, third time, they are in all possibility going to join the church. We try to tease them the doctrine of the Trinity and the second coming and baptism and virgin birth inerrancy of the scriptures on the first service now first service we're just doing one thing which is what to get them back now if that is the what you want to do then you got to create an experience that will be what color purple that means all of us in this room will have to become two. we have to become what Sneezers. That means you actually have to be friendly. You have to actually talk to people. Hi, my name is, you give your name. What's your name? Is this your first time here? Oh, you're going to love our church. I've been coming here for whatever time. We just, we would never think of going anywhere else. You know what you're doing? You are, a chew, you are sneezing. So maybe instead of elevators, you can become what? (laughs) Teasers. Because when you sit around somebody, somebody ought to get infected by you. Somebody ought to leave saying, you know that that lady sitting next to me, boy, she was just ecstatic. She was excited. She was not overwhelming. She was not trying to take into my space. She was not trying to prophesy over me. Mm-hmm. Yea, I say unto thee. No, just... Hi, my name is, how are you? Is this your first time here? You're going to love it here. We just love it here. We've been coming here for a number of years. My family, I never think of going anywhere. Oh, you're going to love the, have you heard our Pastor preach before? Oh, you're going to love his preaching. He's going to take it, he's going to make it very simple. After the service, I want to introduce you to a few people that I know. I'm talking about creating an That's what leadership excellence is all about. Let me give you another one. You exceed expectations. Leadership excellence about future thinking. About what? You cannot create, hello. You can't, you can't create excellence in the, it's always about the. So you have to be thinking about what does a customer need? So the telephones that you and I carry is that somebody somewhere sitting in California or Beijing, China or my country of India, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have computer problems, you talk to people who sound like me and then you yell at me for no reason because you think that you, I'm not understanding you, but you're not understanding me. Neither one is understanding each other. So you start yelling at me. It's not the raising the volume. It's just different issue going on there. But somebody is not thinking about 2015 right now. People are thinking about 2020, 2025, because those who get ahead of the game can create an experience for that time. Mm -hmm. when you create an experience for that people know that you are cutting edge there's no such thing as cutting edge in the past to be cutting edge you got to be out front that's what a leader does so when you talk about leadership what was the next word excellence leaders are not behind leaders are in the front but they're leading how they're leading excellently so number one is exceed expectation number two is what future excellence thinking number two is invite inviting engagement and empowering others inviting engagement and empowering one more time inviting what and empowering my generation when we went to church we were just happy to go to church but in this room pastor i'm really excited to see a lot of young adults. My, my, my older daughter's 35. My younger daughter's 33. They just don't want to go to church. They want to go and get what engaged. But they want to get engaged by somebody who will not keep them down, but who will do. They will do what they will empower. Can I tell you the you best use of power? The best use of power is to give power away. You want to be more powerful? I'm going to tell you how to become more powerful for you to become more powerful make other people around you more powerful okay watch me watch me watch me everyone look look at me for a minute if i'm keeping you down where am i going if i am lifting you up where am i going as simple as that when you empower others you create an experience that they talk about. Hey, when I came to the church, there were gifts in my life, talents in my life, passions in my life. I had some dreams. I wanted to do a few things. And guess what? This church, there are people in the church who will help you achieve your dreams. Because that becomes something that is what? Purple about Elevation Church. So organizational excellence is about four things. X. Ex- Organizational excellence about four things. Let me give you all four and then talk about each one of them in case you're wondering our eight minutes and 46 seconds left here. Character, number one. Competence, number two. Culture, number three. And capacity, number four. The first one is what? Character, number two is competence number three is culture number four is capacity let's make sure we get that now number one is what character number two is number three is number four is let me give you just 45 seconds behind each one of them because each one of those asks a question here's the question character asks the question can i trust you when people come to our churches if they are going to get engaged it will not be because of preaching it will not be because of the choir. It will not be because of the music. It will not be because of the location. It will not be because of the programs. When people are going to get engaged in our church, and I'm talking about leadership excellence, the first thing I'm looking for is, can I do what I can trust you? Because how many of you know that people have been hurt in church somewhere? So a lot of hurt people come to church. And when hurt people come to church... Is their trust level high or trust level low? So at that time, I'm not trying to get them all stirred up. All I'm trying to do is just live my life consistently in front of them so they can answer the question, yes, I do what? Trust you. The second word is what? Competence. Competence is, can they actually do the job? Can the singer actually sing? Have you ever been to church in which you say, why do they have her singing? She can sing. Come down, come down. I don't sing, but I can do better than that. People may never have taken a voice lesson, but they know when it's bad singing. <laughs> you with me on that? People may have never wear the drums. wear the drums. People may have never played the drums, but they know when he is a loser. Are you with me on that? Mm-hmm. See, you don't have to go to a university to figure out what is excellent. You know excellence when you see excellence. So the first question is character, which asks the question: What can I? Trust you. Number two is competence. Can you do the job? Number three is culture. Culture asks the question, do I fit here? Do I do what? Fit here. Do I fit here? So when you go to church, you're always looking for someone like you. We call that the homogeneous principle. We're always looking for someone like ourselves. So Indians start churches in America, and guess who's in the church? Uh-huh. Koreans start churches, who's there? Nigerians start churches, who's there? Because it's the homogeneous principle. But that be, that's beyond ethnic. When I go to church, I'm looking for some old folk like me. That's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody with some white I know some of you have colored it. I can, I can tell which one of you have are work using shoe polish. <laughs> <laughs> it's the homogeneous principle. That's what happens. Okay, do I fit here? So the first word is what character. No, first word is character, which asks the question. Can I trust you? Number two is, which as a question. Number three is, which is as a question. The fourth one is more important in 2015 than it's ever been, and I want to talk to how many of you are 40 and over. Can I see your hands? 40 years of age and over. Don't even lying about this, ladies. Come on, and men too. Okay. How many of you are 39 and younger? Can I see your hands? How many of you haven't been born yet? <laughs> some of you just don't know where you fit. I'm going to ask that question again. How many of you are 39 and younger? You didn't know that earlier? <laughs> we need to talk. we got some challenges here. And I'll call you out. Well, I'm gonna have a, an altar call for liars, and I think I can fill up this altar just by giving a line. So the fourth one is more important now than ever before. And here's the question the word is what? The word is what capacity. Here's the question can I grow here? Not can I hear good sermons here? Not is this a good location. Not do they have good worship and praise and music and choir. 39 and younger. This question is more important today than ever before. Because now my generation was just happy to go to church and be there. We gave a tithe offering. Praise the Lord. Shook the preacher's hand. Most of Sundays we lied to him. Said that was really good. And we moved on. Because you got to say something, right? But now. It is, can I do what? Grow here. I've got two minutes and 35 seconds left. Leadership excellence is never a product. It's about doing what? Creating an experience. So what is purple about Elevation Church? The last thing I want to say to you about that is... Someone is watching you all the time. Just know that. Somebody is watching you how often? All the time. So when you talk about leadership excellence, I can tell who is exceptionally excellent, who is mediocre excellence, who is below average excellence, who is zero excellence. I can tell by just how people walk. I can tell about how they can read your mind and be anticipating. I can tell about how if somebody comes in, they can make room for them. I can tell when a lady has a purse sitting next to her and there's uh, somebody who needs that s- space and they keep looking at them like, move your purse, lady. <laughs> Happened to you tonight, didn't it? <laughs> but no. No. I mean, it's like, you're stupid. You're blind and stupid. Because excellence is never a product. It is always an experience. Somebody is always watching you. And I want to leave you with something my mama taught me. I don't know why I remember this. She taught me so many things all my life. She died in 1982. She taught me so many things. But I remember only a few. And I want to tell you what she said to me again and again and again. This is what she said. She said, Samuel, good, better, best. Never let it rest. Till your good is better and your better best. I'm going to say that for you again. I've got 24 seconds. Come on, Pastor. We don't want to waste time over here. Good, better, best. Everyone together. Good, better, best. Number two line. Never let it rest. Never let it rest till your good is, and your better. Best. Let's do that again in honor of my mama. That's all right. One, two, three. Good, better, best. Never let it rest till your and your.